You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 792 of the Locked on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland, coming to you on a Wednesday evening into Thursday morning. And today's show is brought to you by the good folks at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. If you heard the show yesterday, you would know that part two is here with Robbie Callen of Uprock Sports and Dime. In part one, we talked about all kinds of Western Conference goodies, including the battle for the eight seed and some of the probable non-contenders, I would say, for the title. But uh, more coming on this podcast that you're not listening to with Robbie joining me in a second to talk about the real contenders as well as the potential contenders and much, much more. So if you missed any of that from part one, go back and listen to it as well as if you missed anything from Zach Hood early in the week as well and all of our NBA draft content. We've been doing tons of draft content in the last several weeks and months. So if you are a new listener, welcome aboard. I am, by the way, the host of the Lost on Hawks podcast that you're listening to right now, but I'm also the managing editor at PeachtreeHoops.com. I also write for Dime. I've been asked to sort of inform the new listeners every once in a while of who I am, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Without further ado, though, we will get into my conversation with Robbie Callen as a note. We did record this on Tuesday, so it's about 24 hours old, but I think most things still apply. And by the way, the bubble convenes with actual real live games on Thursday. So as you're listening to this, it's probably tonight that uh, games will be starting 6.30 p.m. Eastern time with Zion, hopefully, against the Jazz and the, night, and the nightcap of Clippers-Lakers, although the Clippers are pretty shorthanded. But alas, we will have some bubble coverage along the way, and uh, this is a good sort of setup tea thing for... Uh, all that's going to be happening in the next several weeks and months, hopefully, in the bubble. So without further ado, here is Robbie. Robbie, we're back. It's part two. We've not even stopped recording because that's what happens mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we have some more teams to discuss. So if you missed anything from part one, go back and listen to it. Uh, let's start part two. We mentioned the Thunder a minute ago, but let's talk about the Thunder a little bit because this mm-hmm. is a team that wasn't supposed to be here. Um, no one thought the Thunder were going to be uh, tied for the fifth seed as the playoffs near now i will say we i i like th- we talked i was gonna say we were we were all over pod, the thunder over. i had the thunder play make the playoffs odds i love we that we did like the thunder more than most we were all over the thunder over the, the so we we nailed this but even then i think if we're being honest with ourselves we, we would Never not have projected five. 40 and 24 no for the thunder no um, i just thought they were i just like we knew they would be a good team until they traded guys, and then they never traded guys because they were too good. Because they were too good. And Chris like, Paul, Chris who, Paul's who, who an All NBA guy. Like, and like, who cares if you get their first round, like a late first round pick for Danilo Gallinari when you have thirty seven first round picks? Oh, that's the thing that's underrated about the Thunder, and that's a whole podcast on its own. Is that the Thunder? I think are going to try the Houston Rockets rebuild of never bottoming out because mm-hmm. of all the picks they got in the Paul George trade, and they already have Shea. I think they I think they try. I think they try to resign Gallinari. They might, um, but you know, for right now, they this is a team that has some really, really good players. They do have uh, a depth problem. They don't have a ton of guys, but their Chris wing Paul, rotation is weird. That's I was the thing. About this, I was writing about this today. It's like it's it's ugly. Uh, they move they move Shea to the three a lot and play like Lugens Dort. Well, and, and like, they they've been playing that three that three guard lineup. The three guard mm-hmm. lineup of uh, of Paul Oldfriend. 
old friend Dennis Schroeder and Shea was great this year, but they used it so much because they don't have any wings. It's like it's Lou Dort and Darius Darius Baisley, and they're trying Andre Robertson, and we're all rooting for him to be good. That'd be fun. Hey, honestly, like if 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 Robertson's good, that's fascinating. He's looked good in scrimmages, and it's scrimmages, and it comes with a big caveat. But like he's shooting the ball decently, which has never been his thing. No, and if he can be kind of the defensive guy he was two years like it's crazy it's been two years since he's played two yeah. years because of the infections in the knee and stuff uh if he can be close to that guy their defense can be kind of nasty because that's the glaring weakness right is like they just don't have the size on the wing uh but like steven Adams is still a good rim protector even as he's lost a step um and like we know Chris Paul and Shea and like they they can get after it and and Dennis has been really good on that end as well. But you don't want Feisty. him guarding a lot of threes. Um, yeah, no, obviously I mean, they're, they're giving the Dennis every Hawks fan hope that they would when Jeff T got traded away. This yeah, is he, what the Hawks thought they were going to do. And that's the that's what he should always three point shooter. He should always be. There. I mean, that's the thing. It was Dennis was never going to work as a number one option on offense and. No that just wasn't going to happen. But now you, you put him next to Chris Paul, who he's not going to push back against. Chris Paul is Chris right. Paul. Dennis understands. I would assume that he's not the best player on that team. So you just fit in. And that way he starts playing defense more. Um, yeah. All that stuff works. Now, my question on the thunder, you mentioned the defense. They, they were pretty good defensively this year. They were ninth in the league in defense. Um, but there are some laughs that are troublesome. Like I think Lou Dort and obviously Robertson are good defenders. Um, offensively, you could put out some lineups that are not going to be great. And then you have Gallinari, who is an awesome offensive player, but might get played uh, into some bad spots defensively. So, there, you know, the Thunder, I love Chris Paul unconditionally. I think he's incredible. I think he is like second team all NBA good this year. He's been awesome. Oh, he's been so good. I'm not sure I can pick them against anyone in the first round. Maybe if they play Utah. I I could yeah, have Oklahoma City, hold, maybe. If they can hold on to the five seed, they could, because then, again, like, what's Utah's issue? Wing rotation. Um, Especially now, yeah. Uh, without without bogey. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. Again, like, from a, like we said at the end of the last pod, I think from a rooting interest for a Hawks fan who has maybe no emotional investment in anything that's happening. If you're just rooting for the most fun <laughs> outcomes yeah, uh, in the West, you want the Thunder to drop to seven uh, and face the Clippers. If the Clippers hold on to two, uh, you want Dallas and Denver, because that's just going to be a track meet. Uh, and then Houston, Utah, like, you, you know, I know you're not big on it, but well, I, I we, we, we've know. just seen it, but you're with, with Russ adding the the rustness. It's a little bit more fun. I just, also, I really, I, see, I, I really hate to bear against. <laughs> I was about to say this miniature lineup. Yeah. I mean, it'd be more interesting this year because it's already a bad matchup for Utah. and always has been with Rudy. And now it's like even worse because there's just <laughs> nothing for him to do. Like who's he supposed to guard? Like Rudy, Rudy, Rudy's going to be guarding Russ. Rudy on the Rudy on the outside, just like. I mean, I, I'm not kidding. If you're playing, if you're trying to play Rudy, if Rudy's on the court at the end of, at the end of that series in close PJ games, Hunter. he might be guarding Russ. I think PJ. I think he'd be. I understand, but PJ could just like murder you with forty five with forty five percent from uncorded threes and just like play um, him off the court. I, I I know, but like, yeah, no, none, of, that, none, none of that's good for Utah. That's all I'm saying. No, none of that. it's all bad. Um, um yes. 
we've just seen it before. But I, I'm, I'm with you. Those are those are three fun matchups, and uh, I, I do not want to crap on Oklahoma City, who's been really fun and really good this year, and I, they have guys that we like. I mean, they kind um, of exist. They, I mean, here's the thing: is like I, I think they're like they're a team that I, I hope people watch and appreciate and go, "Wow, this team's really good." They exceeded expectations, even if they're not a title contender, because like because they're not. And yeah. look, if if there's one thing that like Hawks fans should be able to appreciate, it is. <laughs> Well, come on it's being able to root for a team that's good but maybe not a title contender like they were only a contender ex- one time they were a contender once. existed in the eastern conference when lebron was there like that just was especially during the heat years which were the best years of a lot of those hawks teams under uh ld like that's just what it was but like you can appreciate a team that plays really well together that has a, a great talent in chris paul has some good young talent, and is it, it, they're a fun team to watch, even if they're maybe not going to make it out of the first round, and that's all right. And like I'm not like I don't I don't say that just try to like bury the Hawks or anything. Like I, oh, I, I love those, I loved those Hawks teams. My favorite Hawks teams were the were the Joe Josh Al like before 2015. Those were by far the best. Te- like I loved watching those teams, even though yeah they were probably going to lose eventually whether it was the Dwight Magic, whether it was the LeBron Cavs or Heat, like we knew there was a big boss that they were not going to get past. But like they were a lot of fun to watch. And that I, I get that from this Utah t- or this uh, this OKC team. Like that's kind of the the level they exist in. And it's it's the the one that doesn't get talked about a lot in the NBA because you either want to talk about title contenders or you want to talk about uh like ultimate potential right and they're in the so you talk about new orleans or you talk about the la teams but you don't necessarily talk about the okcs and what they've yep. done is as impressive if not more impressive than what new orleans has done oh, oh yeah they were legitimately good this year and uh even if it was in the first round there's not shame and in- that whatsoever they played well uh they and by the way chris paul is, f- is firmly capable of beating uh, mm-hmm. a non Lakers or Clippers team in the first round. Um, yeah. Just because he could be the best player in the series that that's in play. I know he is old and, but you know, there's no reason he couldn't be the best player in a series against the nuggets or the jazz. I'll tell you that right now. Um, Cause he's that good when he ha- when he has it going still. Okay. Um, there are two other teams. Obviously we'll, we'll say the Lakers and Clippers till the end. We know they're contenders. We'll, we'll talk about them as they're contenders. Um, there are two more teams we have not talked about at all well i guess three if you count the jazz but let's let's do a jazz real fast we we touched on them a second ago but the jazz they don't have bogdanovich that's a big loss um and they weren't deep in the first place but i've noticed uh you are a zealot for mike conley for scrimmage mike conley so are you not buying the jazz uh i'm I'm, i mean the people know my affinity for this jazz basketball team me too. Uh, I've always been pro jazz until this year, about halfway through the year. I was like, all right, they're kind of the same team they've always been. Yeah, it was a bummer. I was really excited for the jazz this year. I was like, ooh, Bojan, Mike Conley. Well, and Bojan was awesome too. Like, Bojan was Bojan really Rubel, good. Best player on the team. Uh, Mike Conley was not, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that horse championship got his mind right or what, but my man is, uh, He's looking. He's looking like Mike Conley again. That's huge because the entire idea of bringing him in was 
Donovan Mitchell doesn't have to do everything creatively for the offense. When Mike Conley was hitting like 38% of his shots, didn't really help. Uh, Mike Conley's Mike Conley. They're, they're, they're a good team. Even without Bojan, that's a big loss because it kills their spacing. Royce O'Neal is just not the shooter that Bojan is. Not the offensive threat. Bojan much better off the dribble than people give him credit for. Royce O'Neal, he's, you know, spot up in the corner, cut, baseline, that sort of thing. It's kind of where you want him playing. Uh, and if you need him to take on a bigger role, I, I'm not so sure. Uh, I, your your boy, Joe Ingles, is... Love Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. He's Joe Ingles. You know what he's going to bring. He's going to shoot that thing. He's going to put it on the deck a little bit, but that's about about what he does. They just don't have any depth, uh, man. That's the thing. Like, they, yeah. they have... They have, have, they have top, they, like, six, six dudes? They have a five-man lineup that you still kind of like, even without McDonough. If you, mm-hmm. if you try to play Ingles and O'Neal as your forwards with Conley, Mitchell, and Gobert, like, yeah, that's five good NBA players. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Clarkson's been good this year. Um, I'm not the biggest fan, but he's been, he's been Jordan good. Jordan Clarkson time, baby. Uh, but, like, they, don't, they just don't have a lot of depth, especially yeah. on the wings and at forward. Like, if you get an injury or foul trouble to Royce O'Neal in particular, Royce O'Neal is the only guy on the team that can really play wing defense. Correct. And that's not going to work, I don't think. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, plus you have the Gobert weirdness. Um, him and Mitchell have the, I guess the tension going on as well. I don't know. There's lots going on. With I, mean, the I think they'll be fine. They haven't liked each other for a while. Like, yeah, this is not new. It's just in the open now. And like Rudy did a worse this time, but like Rudy, Rudy just says things, man. Uh, Rudy, 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 log off. Rudy, Rudy. Uh, has been getting, uh, Dwight like Dwight Howard comparisons, post prime Dwight Howard comparisons with Rudy, not what you want, which is not what you want to hear. Um, not what you want. Okay. Do not, do not just log off, Rudy. Is there a team? Uh, is there a team that you would pick the Jazz over in the first round that they can reasonably play? Ooh. And the options basically are OKC, OKC or OKC Denver, OKC or Houston, Dallas. or Dallas. I think OKC, OKC or Dallas. They're probably the. So I'd you would OKC. you would pick them against OKC or Dallas, or you might pick them. I would consider it. I think I would, I would probably not take them against OKC unless something was wrong with Chris Paul. I I just think he's the best player in that series. Um, and they have similar depth issues. And I don't know. I think I might take the Thunder in that series, which is kind of scary. I, I would change that if if the Jazz had Bogdanovich, I would I would take the Jazz, but because they don't. Uh, I think I might yeah, take. Not... Honestly, I think I might pick against the Jazz. If it was Dallas, reg- kind of regardless. Ooh, irregardless. Uh, yeah. Shots, shots to LD. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not firm on that. I think they obviously can can win in the first round. I think that is their absolute ceiling. There's no way they're beating the Lakers or Clippers in round two. That's not happening. Um, but yeah, I'm lower on Jazz than I once was. It's unfortunate. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. Uh, and we'll come right back and talk about more. But before we get to that, a word from rockauto.com. With the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for chain stores to stock all the car and truck parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning 
and wait forever while the person behind the counter orders the parts on a computer, choosing only the brand that the warehouse happens to carry. Instead, you have access to rockauto.com, both at home and in your pocket. It's a much, much better option. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, rockauto.com has everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Chain stores have different price tiers for pro mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but at rockauto.com, prices are always the same for everybody, and they're always the lowest prices possible. The rockauto.com catalog is also quite easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specs, and the prices that you prefer. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always low and the same price for pros and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you spend up to twice as much for the same exact parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. And from there, you want to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Robbie, let's move on to the final two, maybe contenders, pseudo contenders, and they are the Rockets and the Nuggets. We know the Clippers and the Lakers are coming. Uh, broadly, who do you like more, the Rockets, who are currently the sixth seed, or the Nuggets, who are currently the three seed? Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to answer with a non-answer as, a, as a, a veteran of sports radio appearances where they ask me questions like this. Um, <laughs> well, both sides. Uh... Uh, Houston has a higher ceiling, and Denver has a higher floor. So I guess as far as contenders go, Houston. I think Houston is, of the non-LA teams, they're a team that I think if they're just at their best for a month and a half, which is really hard to do, I, like they can be a title contender. They could get out of the West. I, I, don't, I don't see that in Denver. Um as they're currently straight is, is Gary Harris in the bubble yet? Um, there was some because he didn't play that. in the scrimmage. He didn't play in the scrimmage. Today. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up right now. Gary uh, Harris bubble. Yes, he is in the bubble as is as is Michael Porter Jr. who did, who did play, but Gary Harris yeah. is supposedly right. there. Tory Craig is also there. I mean, like if here's the thing: Denver and Gary Harris was not good this year for much. He of the was season. not. I like I like Gary Harris. He was not good this year. Big Gary Harris guy, uh, pretty bad this year. And they, they're going to need that. Like, I worry about Denver's guard play a lot. Um, like, we know they've got a good front court. Jokic, they, very good. Paul Millsap, Jokic, very good. Jeremy Grant, good. good. Yeah, they've got they've got dudes in the front court. Like, that. I'm not worried about that. I, you you and I are not the, the, the strongest Jamal Murray supporters. I think no, he's a good player. I think... He, he did flash well in that, uh, I believe it was a Spurs series, where he had a really bad like game one and actually was pretty good after that. So if you're looking for pro Jamal Murray evidence, he did flash more in the playoffs. But yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not a Jamal Murray enthusiast compared to the consensus. And he's still a good player, like you said, good player, um, but not a guy that like I want necessarily as my like only creator other than Jokic option. Yeah, you know, like. So they need Gary Harris to be Gary Harris from two years ago when he gave people fits. Um, and then like their wing rotation is, is weird. Like you've got 
all defense guy and Tory Craig. You've got all offense guy and Michael Porter Jr. You've got like, they're just weird. Like there's just some weird fits and I like them. And then we're not going to pretend bowl bowl is a rotation yeah. piece. In let's not, let's not, let's not do this. He was fun. It was fun to watch. It was a great thing for us. in like the first scrimmage games. Awesome. The content played, was good, Robbie. The content was he good. Three minutes the other night in the scrimmage. Like he's not part of this. Um, I hope he's good. I hope, whatever. I hope he can figure it out and all that. Cause like, it'd be a great story. Not right now. Not going to be a factor. Um, yeah. So D- Denver, I just, I just have like, they're just, they're, they're going to be really solid. They're not going to be super fun to play, but I don't see how they get past either LA teams in a series. Like I just, I, I just, I just don't see it. Whereas Houston, if they're playing their best, I I could see them winning winning one of those series. Yeah, I That's tend to agree. That's about it. Like, um, I don't know Denver. I feel like it's like just the usual to downplay Denver, and I'm I'm really not doing that. I think they're good. Uh, I think they're definitely a regular season team more than a playoff team, but not a team that can't win a series or two. Like I think we, I wouldn't be surprised if things broke a certain way and they won uh, the first round series for sure. But with the way it is, unless the Clippers just really fall off, mm-hmm. the LA teams are going to be the one and two seed, which means they're on different sides of the bracket, and that means somebody has to lose to them. <laughs> I don't know. It's almost that simple. I, well, I guess I mean, Houston, even, even if even if the Clippers fall to three. Yeah, I'm saying. Oh, I guess that's, I guess that's true. They would be playing the. You know, they're still the same. They're still the same spot. Like, yeah, not yeah. Really a world where you don't have to go through one of them. That's, that's tough. Uh, that's well said. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have an answer for you. I think Houston's upside is higher. It just is. So, um, whether wh- whether they hit it or not, <laughs> it's like very trendy to talk about Houston as like this like dark horse contender, and I think we're not doing that just because everybody else is. It's just that they play a really high variance game. And if the variance swings in their way, uh, I mean, James Harden is awesome. Uh, Daryl Morey loves, loves himself some, uh, some gambling. And this is the ultimate just swing for the fences. Like you either go win or you could tell me Houston loses in the first round in five or six. And I'd be like, okay. And you could tell me that they make the conference finals or even the finals. I'd be like, all right. You know, like they're just all over the map. Like if they get it all together and they look good, like when they look good, they're really good. I mean, that that first game they played with the small ball lineup against the Lakers, like was incredible. And, and then, then they yeah, lost four or five to end the season. I was gonna like, say people people have forgotten that they really, really cooled off at the very end. They like really struggled, and so it's like I guess the concern with Houston is like now that it's all on tape. And this was my concern from the jump. It's like now it's all on tape and you're game planning for it. Like they came out and the Lakers had the Lakers had no idea what to do in that first game. Like they're just like, do we do we put Dwight and A D on the floor together? Is that the best way to go about it? And then they were getting played off the court and no idea what to do. Uh but now that you've got tape on it and you've had time to game plan, can it work? Particularly on defense. Like the scramble, crazy havoc high energy can you make it stick we'll see um but i will say just like in a in a series they can they can get hot and they can they can beat anybody 
Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, if you're just because of the variance, it's trendy, and I don't like trendy, but they do seem like the team that is best suited to knock off Houston, uh, knock off LA, one of the LA teams. I would not pick them, but if you're giving me one, if I only have one team to do it in the West, it's probably Houston, mm-hmm. just because of the math uh, and the fact that Harden is capable of being the best player in the series. That combination, uh, I'm not. T- by the way, I'm not saying that James Harden is better than LeBron or Kawhi because he's not in my estimation. But there is a world in which James Harden is the best player in a seven-game series against anybody. He is that good on the offensive end of the four. So spectacular. Okay. Uh, the, main event, the main event is here. Let's get to let's get to the Lakers and the Clippers uh, yeah. to start things off. I'm gonna I'm gonna bear I'm gonna do the lead early on this one. D- who are you picking to win the last? Oh. Who saves it for the end? Not me. Let's wow. just pick it. Then, then, we'll, then we'll explain why. But uh, who, who are we picking? I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll give mine first to give you time to collect your thoughts. Um, I am going to take the Lakers. And I do that with very, very little confidence. Uh, you know, we, the- on, the, on, on the Eastern Conference podcast, we, I asked you about a number with the Bucks. And we both decided that we, we like the Bucks to win more than that percentage of the time. Uh, I think the Lakers or the Clippers win the West like 90% of the time. That's how confident mm-hmm. I am that one of them is going to win the West. But the mm-hmm. difference between the two is not something I'm really passionate about. I think the Lakers have some flaws. They also have two of the seven best players in the league on the team. Uh, that helps. Um the Clippers also have some flaws, but they have two of the 13 best players in the league. And uh, I don't know. I and mean, the Clippers have a more traditional, uh, okay, traditional is the wrong word, a more modern team in that uh, the Lakers really use their size in a way that's like almost a throwback. They really rely on size and physicality. Yeah. The Clippers are more um, in the more modern mold of like switchable, uh, wing dominant kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking myself in circles. I think I would pick the Lakers, but only slightly and without conviction. I will do the same for the Clippers. There we go. Uh, disagreement. A little disagreement on the podcast for once. Neither. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Betting against LeBron James eh, to not get the finals has not gone well ever. To like a decade and a half. Uh, so I acknowledge that. And like, you know, he might just be the best player in the world again and just do his thing and take the Lakers there. And he has a great player next to him in Anthony Davis. I, I look at the Clippers and like, I, I've always, I've always liked their depth. I am not sold on how reliant I think the Lakers are going to have to be on Dion Waiters because it's a lot and he's looked good in scrimmages, but man, he might shoot them out of a couple games. Yeah. And I, I just, I look at the Clippers and I say like, okay, I, I look at the roster all the way down. And I go, yep, 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 yep. And the Lakers, I look at about four spots and then I got a whole lot of questions. And th- those four spots, the they got some really, really like the the top two are it's the best duo in the league. Like, I, they're better than Kawhi and Paul George together. I don't think the gap is huge, but they're better. 
but the supporting cast, I just, I lean Clippers. I have fewer questions about them, about the chemistry a second unit's going to have because they're just the best second unit in the league. And I know in the playoffs that's not a huge thing, but for a Lakers team that is shuffling a lot of parts right now in the backcourt, and I know it's looked good so far, I just, I'm not sold on that in a series against the Clippers. Uh, So I would say Clippers in six or seven, you know, and again, that could be flipped on a couple God mode LeBron games like that. That's where it's at. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, it's, I just hope we get that conference finals, I guess is, I guess is where I'm at. I I I strongly agree with that. I want to see it. I think it would be a disappointment if we didn't, you know, whoever ends up beating one of those teams, if they did, it would be incredible. But this season has been a build to this the entire way. I mean, from, I, I was going to say, after all of this, we just want to see it. It's, <laughs> been a, it's been a calendar year. It started with AD, and then it was the Paul George and Kawhi thing. and it's Which we experienced in real time together again. We did. As a, as a reminder. Shouts to the Westgate Superbook. Shouts to Sam Vecini for insisting on watching Aussie Rules football. And by the way, Sam brought that up on the podcast when he came on, unprompted, which I really appreciated. Typical same. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's I, I just I just want to see it. I hope we get to see it. I hope it is two healthy teams, and we can we can watch it and they can settle it on the floor. I would lean Clippers. I wouldn't be surprised by most any outcome other than like a sweep on either side. Yeah, there, there are some Clipper advantages to be sure. Like the Clippers have more depth. Uh, there are things about the Lakers that I don't love, like the fact that they kind of need Kyle Kuzma, and that scares me to death. Um, need Kuzma, need Dion. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if they need that. I don't know if they need Dion. To be honest I, with you, I, they're they're going to try it though. I, I, they're going to try Dude, it for that, sure. That, that backcourt rotation. I, I like Caruso more than more than Dion, but. Well, yeah, but like they're gonna need Dion to play twenty minutes. Um, maybe. Uh, I think I would try to get through without doing that. Um, <laughs> I just I by just playing play- KCP like forty minutes. I don't even know what it's gonna be. But uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like who? Okay. Like like I said, like Caruso's really good, highly this, underrated. This is the argument really against solid, the Lakers. <laughs> really solid defender. KCP's been great. Like you said, questions about Kuzma. Who is? Again, he's looked good. He seems to be shooting the ball well. If Kuzma can shoot, it's a different team. He just has never done that. He just can doesn't. Uh, yeah, he's he's not as good of a shooter as people think he is. Um, yeah. I know he's made shots in the, in the scrimmages and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. If you're looking for reasons that scare me about the Lakers, it's that it's the backcourt like, like like you've discussed, and it's needing Kuzma. And um, there is a world in which the Lakers can't play their centers and they've been really really successful playing JaVale and Dwight this whole year and bludgeoning teams um and I know everyone wants to talk about AD at center and that's an awesome thing to be able to do but the Lakers are also like a body or two short to do that a lot because mm-hmm. if they do that they a lot the it's depth. they don't have the backcourt yeah. depth or the wing depth to do that I was gonna say they, they have one or two lineups that would work with AD at center like sure. if you were to play him and Kuzma together with LeBron KCP and Green or with Caruso like that 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 all that all maybe works but I don't know part of the reason that I would like 
AD at the five is to play LeBron and AD as the two biggest guys in the court. And then they really don't have another option. I mean, I guess you could go Caruso, KCP, Green, LeBron, and AD. That's that's a lineup, but that, that's one lineup that is good like yep. that. And you can't rely on that, I don't think. Um, yep. So, yeah, that's the Clippers could – if the Clippers are going to win that series, I think at least part of it is that they make the centers unplayable. And if they do that, the Lakers run out of bodies in a hurry. But they do have LeBron, so I don't know. It's uh, The Clippers might be my, like, brain – play and maybe my heart just leads me to lebron as just i just trust lebron and maybe that's stupid and maybe there's there's too much narrative in this thing but i'm i'm with you because like i every time i think about saying like lebron's not making the finals it terrifies me well yeah and it it probably should but i mean on the flip side Kawhi is as good as lebron or at least 98 percent of the way like Kawhi is Kawhi is incredible um Kawhi just was the best player on the planet last last year to win the finals. Get, get um, ready for get ready for Bubble P. He's oh, fishing. He's fired oh, up. Oh no, he's got uh, he's got he's got the he's got. Look, you, you underestimate like Paul's in his element. He's he just out on lake all day. We got. <laughs> he's gonna have the mind right. And we also got, we also got this every far other, without talking about Lou. Every other player we're worried about like. How are they going to handle this mentally? And Paul George is just like, I got a lake, man. I'm good. Yeah, and we, we got this far without talking about Lou, uh, a personal favorite of both of ours. We both love Lou Williams. Atlanta legend. Through uh, and through. Stop through and through, through, and through and indeed. Um, forever. Fortunately, they're not going to need Lou for a while, and he's going to miss a game or two, uh, but he'll be there. Uh, I don't know. Another big another big key to this series uh, is Montrez Harrell, I think. Like Montrez yeah. is perhaps the biggest key, in my opinion, to the Clippers. Like obviously Kawhi and Paul George are better and more important players. But no, he's like wing guy. They need Montrez to be really good, especially defensively in a way that he's kind of never been. Um to in order to win everything. Uh they yeah. have Zubach too, who really is good and underrated. But at the end of games, I think we probably have to assume it's gonna be Harold at the five. Um oh, yeah. so we'll see what happens there if he can stay on the court and play against like for instance if the lakers go to ad at center can montrez harrell guard anthony davis in a playoff series yeah it's gonna be really interesting i'm I'm, i think the thing that interests me is like how how the clippers are gonna throw various defenders at guys because they're gonna do stuff where they have options they're gonna throw Kawhi at ad and they'll throw paul george at lebron and you know sometimes Kawhi will be on lebron and they also have they also have michael green who can like do stuff they have marcus morris who can do stuff yeah their their depth is just really really interesting, and it gives Doc a lot of toys to play with. And and yeah, we I, slightly I, disagree, again. but in the most harmless way possible, we disagree. Even though we're both like fifty two forty eight uh, on this one, but give me the Lakers. Um, I'm picking the Bucks to win the to, the Bucks to win the finals. Still, just for I'm the with, record. Yeah. Part of that is uh, being more confident in the Bucks to make the finals than anybody else. That I'm just playing the numbers on that, and that if I feel that much more confident about the Bucks making the finals, the Bucks are are not going to be a huge favorite against the Lakers or the Clippers, but they're more more likely to get there. Also, like if you're talking about path, yeah, the the Lakers or the Clippers probably going to be a little tired after whatever they go through en route to the conference finals and then the conference finals. The Bucks are going to play the Nets or the Wizards. The Bucks are not going to play a game that matters for another month from now. And then, you know, like the Heat or the Sixers would be a really fun, interesting series. I think they'd rather face the Sixers. 
Um, as odd as that sounds, just given how they've played them this year. I disagree with that, but I understand why you're saying it. Um, just based on how they, like the Heat yeah. have given the Bucks problems, but like, again, like I don't think they have huge trouble with either. The Heat are just kind of spooky because of the three-point shooting. And then yes. like the Celtics and Raptors, like I think the second round series might be more difficult for the Bucks than the than the conference finals. If it, if it's Sixers Heat, that might be a hot take. I don't know. I don't know. It's not to me. I don't think. But, I mean, anyway, I like but, the Bucks yes. getting there, the clearest path. I, but I think, uh, I, think the, I think the path is a little easier. Final um, final question I want to ask you before I forget. Uh, give me a percentage of the time that the Bucks, Lakers, or Clippers win the title. One of the one of the big three teams that everyone is picking to win the title. How often do those teams actually win the title this year? Given all the variants that could happen, uh, injuries, COVID shutdowns, all kinds of stuff, it's probably a little bit weirder than usual here. But uh, those three teams are obviously the big the big favorites in the betting markets. Common sense picks, all that stuff. But how often do one of them not win? If we have an NBA Finals, <laughs> that's an important distinction. Yes, if the finals happen, uh, the finals happen ninety five percent. Yeah, I think it. Mine would be that high too. I'm trying to think like, what is the combined possibility that, like Houston, Philly, Philly, Boston, maybe if they just went nuts <laughs> shooting. Uh, I, it might I be like ninety to ten. I don't know. It's ninety five seems high to me. Just my my analytical brain feels like ninety five is like stupid high, like but it might be right. Three and like my thing is to win the finals. I think it's that high. Yes, those three the and representatives the in the finals much different. Yep. Um, you know that's that's maybe like well, Houston's seven, the example. Seven. Like if if Houston beating. Houston beating one of the Lakers or the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals is like not likely, but given the variance and what they're capable of doing, they could certainly do that. But then they also have to go beat the, go beat the Bucks in the finals, and yeah. winning beating back to back teams like that uh, right. is an, uh, an, a lot to ask. That's where I'm at with the Sixers or the Raptors or the Celtics or who you know whoever you think might sneak their way out of out of the East. Um, like then they gotta play one of the LA teams probably. Like that's gonna be tough. So I yeah, I think ninety five percent. I like your confidence. We will. Uh, I will definitely not play this clip back for you if it doesn't happen in a few months when we are doing hopefully uh, doing a full full blown recap of uh, a full blown NBA playoffs hey, in Orlando. It's the five percent that didn't happen. Like I, I'm true. not saying it's a mortal lock of locks. Uh, please go full tout on me, actually, and talk about this. is This is your 1,000 star play of the century, lock of the century of the week. Um, no, I'm kidding. Send it, send it in. Uh, three bedroom condo steamer. <laughs> condo steamer play. Shout out to Stanford Steve and Jim Donnan. Um, all right, we'll, we'll, end on, we'll end on that note. Robbie, thank you for joining me. Uh, people know where they can find you, I think, but tell them anyway. On the Twitters, at Dime, uh, Up Rocks, all that good stuff punt cast every once in a while when chip's not you know I off mean, doing things the punk the punt cast uh should be ramping up here we, we got a wgc event this weekend and then and then a major next week back this week major next uh, we week pga looming a minor hiatus due to some uh 
some some family things and and we're back and uh dialed in excited good family things though that's always nice and the podcast uh, is essentially a golf podcast at this point so yeah 100 percent because football doesn't exist anymore correct um surprise it's not happening <laughs> uh college, so. college, football, college football is just gone like we just i i tend to I agree with that but spring. I don't want to scare. Uh, I don't want. To, I don't want to get anybody too mad at me. Uh, Forty minutes into this part two, but I think that's. Too late. I think you're right. Too late. Uh, go dogs. Go um, dogs. Go jackets. All this. All those teams that people yeah. listen to on the podcast. Um, Trust the bees. Trust the bees. Go bees. Uh, bees. Thank you, sir, for joining me. Pleasure as always. Please follow the podcast. Check out Robbie's work. <laughs> Subscribe to this podcast if you please. Uh, I think it's the. One of the only Hawks podcasts that's been rolling this whole time. So check us out. We're here. Uh, NBA draft stuff. If you missed Zach early in the week, we checked out a two-parter on uh, wings, etc. And uh, we'll be back later on.